0: Welcome to Tailboard Talk, a 4th Shift FitCast. The mission of Tailboard Talk and the 4th Shift Fitness is to educate and train fire service personnel to increase durability and decrease the potential for injuries and their associated costs. My name is Chris Morella, owner and founder of 4th Shift Fitness. I'll use my experience as a personal trainer, strength coach, and 15-year veteran of the fire service to deliver tips, tricks, lessons, and information specifically geared towards the health and wellness of firefighters and paramedics. Each episode, you'll leave with immediate deliverables that will improve performance and resilience and keep you in the fight through your career and into retirement. Let's get into it. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Chris from Fourth Shift Fitness. And we're out here in the sunroom today because uh, we're packing up. We're packing up to go camping, taking the camper out for a few days tomorrow. And the house is moving and grooving, so I came out here just in time for my neighbor to start using a circular saw and for the air conditioner to start turning on, and this chipmunk over here has been chewing me out for the past five minutes getting ready. So sorry if that gets in your way from today's episode, but I wanted to talk about warm-ups and movement prep because I went to work this morning to speak to the new hires. We have a group of five probationary firefighters coming through, and they get an hour of PT every morning for a week. Uh, While well we do like a, a week of days. So you you come to work every single day for a week, and we basically run you through the paces of our particular department. And including that, like I said, is you get an hour of PT every morning. Now, we transitioned recently to make it more of an educational hour. Today was a little bit of a blend because we talked about warm-ups and movement prep, and then I ran them through kind of an extended one. But I thought, hey, I wrote this stuff down, I organized it, so why not turn that into an episode? This will be the first, maybe the first ever Back-to-back week episode that we're doing. Maybe we'll make it a thing. We'll see how this goes. So I got these points written down. I got a couple points of what's the point of it, what's the function of a warm-up, what's the method, uh, how you design one, and what areas I think are most important to focus on specifically for fire and EMS. So if we jump right in the list, I got five points here. Five points: uh, the function of a warm-up. And let me, but let me start here with just giving you the disclaimer that if there's any opportunity, typically when I'm training, um, I won't do a warm up. And it's not anything scientific. It's I, it's actually not beneficial. I'm just saying that I, I get bored with them and I'm tired of them and I don't want to do them. I will do them of some sort. Recently, it's been using like the foam roller and massage gun because that's way easier. Um, the other options I like to do are ride the Airdyne for about five or six minutes, kind of ramp up the um aggression on that and then do a couple focus stretches and getting going maybe throwing an extra round of the complex i'll be going through but i'm just sick of warm-ups man i I gotta really motivate myself to do them if you're the same way i understand but just know that there is a benefit in them there's a a large value in them it kind of goes into the points i'm going to talk about uh so if you don't like them i get it i get it but there's a big value to it so hear me out um Not really a do-as-say-not-as-I-do I I Things I still do them. I just don't enjoy them. But maybe the things I'm going to talk about will make you enjoy them or create some value to them more. So the first one, the first reason or the first function of uh, warm-up or movement prep is to address and recognize restrictions. I'm reading off my list here. Address and recognize restrictions, injuries, or training limitations. Now, that's an important one. I put that as number one for a reason because even if you don't, do a very good warm-up, even if you do just a few focused hip or shoulder, or, sorry, T-spine stretches or something like that, you're going to quickly pick up on how your body's moving, and you might pick up on, on some glaring and uh, notable asymmetries that you're going to have to deal with. It may even change the course of your training for that day, and so that's what I consider like a number one importance issue is um, being able to adjust your training to not get hurt or be it more appropriate for The limitations you have for that day now tomorrow you might do the same movements and feel fine but it's very important to know before you jump into a high intensity workout of any kind um, what you're working with and doing a movement prep or warm-up is a great way to kind of test the waters a little bit push some buttons see if you move well not and see if you have to adjust your expectations or your actions for your your training session the second one is more of the uh More of the obvious one that everybody kind of knows. Just get yourself warm, like physically increase your temperature. So off the list here, it's increased muscle and joint temperature resulting in increased function. It's exactly what it sounds like. You make your muscles and your joints warm, and they move better. Your body is filled with fluid. You're just a big fluid sack. And uh, the warmer it is, the better it moves. And the colder it is, the not so better it moves. And... You can alleviate a lot of aches and pains and cramps and spasms and all that just by adding heat, specifically adding heat during a warm-up. Now, you're going to increase the range of motion. You'll increase the elasticity, um, all good things. But getting moving is going to increase your body temperature, which will affect all those things. Now, in the methods portion of this, because there's four different sections of this document I have, we're going to talk about the best way to warm up those muscles individually and also joints individually but just know that increasing your body temperature will aid in all the other aches and pains you have if you're being smart with it number three kind of a wormhole of a topic and difficult to explain for me anyways is uh, priming your nervous system and i left this one relatively short today because there's a lot of information these these uh, new firefighters are going to get in this week and i don't want to overload them with obscure kind of theories or anything but I told them it's kind of like, uh, kind of like jumping a car that won't start. You're going to turn the key, and it might just kind of hum at you a few times, and then turn it, it goes more. Turn and it, goes more, and then it fires over, right? So that's what we're doing with your nervous system. We're giving it a taste of what it's going to eventually do, and telling it, like, hey, wake up, turn on, be reactive, let's go get it, uh, because every system in your body is reactive. There's almost no system that's proactive in any form or fashion. Everything happens. Everything you feel in your body is happening because something else is happening to it. Your uh, heart doesn't beat faster and your lungs don't beat and your lung, you don't breathe deeper. Yikes. Your respirations don't speed up just from looking at something that's difficult. You don't walk out to a track or a football field and start breathing heavy and your heart starts racing. If it does, that's also a reaction to a stress hormone. But what I'm saying is when you start running up and down the field, your body calls for more blood and more oxygen, and that's why everything speeds up. So with that, your nervous system is the same way. It gets triggered and fired constantly, right, by accident, on purpose, but this time we're doing it on purpose. We're going to send it some signals to move fast or be intense or whatever, and it's going to start turning on, be more readily available to fire. And then in the workout, that's when we're going to fire it off. We're going to fire it off a few times in the warm-up, but then the workout is when we really want to hammer down and get it going. That takes a little bit of a ramping-up process. Same with the next point, number four, ramp up your cardiovascular system. Same point I just kind of threw out there. Everything works better when it's warm. Um, when I was playing hockey, we had a coach who, after warm-ups, you'd go back in the locker room, and he would feel the back of your neck, and he would determine who was going to play or who was going to start based on how sweaty each individual person was because he, in his meathead head, head said, uh, you know, I want guys that are are warming up hard because they're ready to play. Now, he doesn't understand necessarily—I'm only assuming he might not understand the physiological implications of that, like their nervous system's prying and their joints are more um, ready to perform, and their hyaluronic acid's more fluid. probably didn't know that. It's just a meathead thing to say. But in reality, uh, there's a little bit of validity to that. He wants someone that's in full swing to be able to jump into the first shift at full speed, not have to continue their warm-up shifts one, two, and three into the game, and then finally get going into the first. So— Ramping up your cardiovascular system has a lot of value. It gets you ready to rock and roll. That's the fourth point on this. Now, the fifth one is more specific to whatever you're going to be doing in the workout, uh, and it's pattern and prep-specific movements. This was a big one at LGN where I used to coach. We would do a lot of single dumbbell, uh, for lack of a better term, Olympic lifting or weightlifting. So we do a lot of single dumbbell hang power cleans, snatches or a lot of uh, single dumbbell clean to rotational bear complex. Lots of stuff where you're jumping weight from a hang power position to your shoulder, catching it low and then moving from that low position. But that takes practice. So we would build in like a four to five step pattern into your warm up. We would do your mobility stuff, your stationary stuff, your moving stuff, dynamic stuff. And then at the end, grab a weight that you think is about 50% of what your working weight will be. And we'll go through a hang power clean. And we would break it down to three or four or five positions get three four or five reps in each position and then by the time you get to the actual workout you've got about 20 reps um, in pieces and whole of that movement so you're ready to rock and roll there's not a, ha- a large learning curve going into the workout and that's a very valuable thing it's valuable for shoulder runs and sprints it's valuable for change of direction it's valuable for ballistic movements you can run all those at two th- half to two-thirds speed get the pattern of them down get the movement idea of it down so that's one less thing that you have to think about when you're in your actual workout because remember if you're training firefighters paramedics or even general population the movements that you're giving them aren't like their everyday movements necessarily or they're not recognized as everyday movements so when you show someone a pro long or pro short shuttle or you show someone a bear crawl or you show someone to hang power clean even though you've taught it for a long time that may be the first time they've seen it certainly maybe the first time they've done it it's a brand new foreign thing the more touches they have on that movement, the better. Now, that is obviously a little caveat for coaches, but also as a client, too. Um, when I've taken classes or when I've participated, it's always better when I have an idea what I'm doing besides just being yelled at to move faster and go and then stand there like an idiot and hope I don't get hurt. So that, that's the five main functions of a warm-up or a movement prep. So we have uh, recognizing restrictions or injuries or limitations – Increasing temperature, prime your nervous system, ramp up your cardiovascular system, and then pattern and prep specific movements. Now, the next section of this thing is the method. How are we going to do it? And this gets into a much larger debate on stretching, right? How do you stretch? Do you do um, slow, static, long stretching, or do you do just muscle activation stretching? I'll tell you that for movement prep, we do just the activation. So we're going to press into the near end range of motion for a joint or a muscle body. Um, for one to three seconds, kind of tense a little bit and then get off it. We're gonna go in and out of that six to eight to ten times just to get the muscle moving, to tell the stretch receptors what's coming, to get the blood flowing a little bit. We're not really straining or stressing it, but let's say um, an easy one to, to imagine, this with, imagine this with would be like a chest stretch, a door frame chest stretch. So you're gonna put your forearm on the door frame, step through the same leg, and then you're gonna press into your chest stretch. For one, two seconds, and then relax totally, come off it. And then press into it, and then come off it. And I'm holding my hand up in the air like a psychopath right now, and I'm moving my torso back and forth in rhythm with what I'm saying, but you get it. Same thing with, like, a quad stretch. You can pull your heel to your butt and then put it back down, and pull your heel to your butt and put it back down. That is a much more effective way to get ready to move compared to static stretching. Maybe I'll do another episode on the differences between the two. We use static stretching at the end of complexes, to both send your body the signal that we're all done, chill out, and also start the recovery process. Maybe gain some length in that warm tissue. But for this one, we're not looking at necessarily gaining, um, I wanna say chronic length. Uh, Sustained length, we're looking at activation. We're gonna take what you got and use it, not worry about building more muscle length at this particular point. So that's how we're gonna do it. You're gonna press into it, come off it, press into it, come off it. Now, design, okay? A couple bullet points on how to design warm-up or a movement prep um, session segment and there's four of them here first one is from the ground up meaning literally like you're going to be on the ground uh, laying down on your back or on your side or on the quadruped position or um, even proned out just laying there doing stuff so we're gonna start in the position that's most stable the most point of contact with the ground which will be being on the ground now while we're on the ground we're gonna work from Uh, the ankle up and this purely organizationally helps you out is probably the best way to do this stuff so we start with your ankles and then we work up to your your hamstrings and your quads and then the hips and then work on what we're supposed to be doing with the low back work on mobilizing t-spine shoulder girdle and then bring it all together that's not a hard and fast rule it's just a good way to organize it because if you spend a ton of time on your hips and a ton of time on your core stability and a ton of time on your t-spine and chest and shoulders, that's all great. If your ankles are locked up, then the whole system is thrown off. So you're gonna take all that good work and then hamper it with some ankle. The better way, in my opinion, the better way to do it is to work on the ankles, get them moving, get them addressed at least. And then everything else that you do is gonna be positively impacted instead of doing all the good work then trying to figure out how to get your ankles moving. So we're gonna start with the ground up, start with the ankle and go up. And then we're gonna go single joint to compound. Just like it sounds, start with a calf stretch right you're going to be in a push-up position and rock back on your calf hook one foot over the other calf stretch off and onto it off of it and back onto it 10 times right same method push into it off push into it off push into it off slower than that but you get the idea then you're going to go maybe some hip movements maybe some glute bridges hip rotation stuff like that you're going to build up from one to two joints up to compound movements until we're doing world's greatest stretch and uh, a forward lunge with an overhead reach to a moving knee hug and all kinds of stuff. But start slow, uh, isolated, contained, and as those things get better, stack movement on top of movement on top of movement um, over about 10, maybe 12 movements if you have to, right? And then the last point here is you're going to go from stationary, so you're on the ground or you're standing still, to moving which you just pick a a spot 10 yards away, go back and forth. A good one for this is moving knee hugs or quad stretch or lateral lunge to draw. Uh, World's greatest stretch moving, Spider-Man lunges, all that stuff. So you're going to move across the ground somehow. Uh, You can even turn. I won't get back to it yet. I was going to say bear crawls. It can be a little much. So balanced dog crawls. Uh, So you're going to go from stationary to moving to dynamic, Uh, each building on top of each other. Stationary still, moving, K, and then dynamic, fast right or ballistic or whatever you want to call it this would be broad jumps or shuffles or karaoke grapevine sprints fast bear crawls um that kind of stuff so you're going to build up and kind of see how this is organically building up intensity we're building up from zero lying on the ground to sprinting across the field we're ramping up your cardiovascular system we're sending single signals to your nervous system Increasing your body temperature to help out all the acid and everything else in your joints and muscles And with that we can pattern and prep specific movements. This all kind of ties together So again just real quick The prep design the movement prep or warm design point one from the ground up Okay point two from the ankle up Number three single joint to compound so one joint going to many joints Over the course of their movements and the last one is stationary to moving to dynamic, three different segments you're going to go through. Now, this goes into the last part, which is areas to focus on. And these are specific to fire and EMS, but uh, general population as well. Sorry, i got to drink my hot coffee once it's 80 degrees outside. Uh, I say they're specific to fire and EMS because we have restrictions at the normal the normal humans don't. We have uh, thick belts and non-stretchy pants and high ankle boots and uh, tucked-in shirts, and then we put our bunker gear on. We put air packs on, and uh, suspenders and more stuff on your hips. So we want to make we want to make the naturally mobile areas of your body as good as possible. So when we put that stuff on, they're inhibited as least as possible. So the four areas I'd like you to focus on with your movement prep are ankle mobility. We kind of beat that one to death already hip mobility because remember if your hip can't do its job if your hips can't do their jobs they're going to make the lower back do its job that's not its job and then it gets angry for doing someone else's job and then it stays angry for a long long time next is your T-spine mobility so that area between your shoulder blades ish that should be moving pretty good we can do lots of rotations and openers for that and then to round it out we're not going to keep moving on the chain we're going backwards to core stability this opens up a larger conversation. Again, what's your core? Your core is not just your six-pack. It's your eight-pack. No, I'm just joking. Your core is a cylinder around your body. Um, that's the best way to describe it. It's, imagine that you were wearing a soup can around your torso. That's what your core is, and that's what it should have the rigidity and the stability of in certain circumstances that's what I want you to focus on. So that has like bird dogs, plank position stuff, balanced dog crawls, uh, single leg RDLs, um, all that stuff where you're adding leverage to your spine basically and your core and telling it to resist flexion, resist extension, resist lateral uh, bending, resist rotation. All that stuff builds up your core stability. And if you have a stable core that lets your hips move, it lets your ankles do their jobs. If your core is all wet and noodly, Um, Not only is the the force going to be transferred there errantly, right, but you could have some leaks in there. Remember, your lower back is part of your core. That's where we don't want the energy to wind up or originate from or be dissipated into necessarily. So I want you to focus on those four things, ankle mobility, hip mobility, T-spine mobility, and then we're going to end it with core stability. All those things are in your movement prep. It can be in the beginning, middle, or end. Just make sure you hit them. Because even if you hit it first, even if you do a bunch of planks variations first, you're still sending the signals to your nervous system and to your muscular muscles, your muscle system, that, uh, hey, we need this stuff. Turn it on. And then it'll be more readily activated when you need it instead of not doing it. And then your core and your lower back trying to play catch up when it undergoes some leverage. Okay. Not bad, right? A little bit shorter than this morning. I know. It seems like how could you make that longer? Well, we drew stuff on the board, and we did a couple physical examples, and then we took them outside, and we did um, like a 15-, 20-minute movement prep. We went through ground-based stuff to moving to dynamic, ended with some snap-downs to rapid response runs and really showed them how each thing carries a specific purpose to get them ready to work out, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. That's the kind of stuff I really enjoy doing. I can't wait till I can see people again on uh, fire departments to do it. Man, I'm hopeful for that to happen. So with that being said, if this sounds like something you're interested in for your department, let me know. Uh, when the world stops melting, I'd be absolutely glad to come out and put on some presentations, some um, some movement prep stuff, some actual exercise stuff, some lecture stuff. I dig it all. Let me know what you need, and I can point you in the right direction to me or someone else. All right, that is it. We got to keep packing up. We got to get ready for this camping trip. Uh, let me know what you think about the every week episode. Kind of excited about that. These little short ones I can crank out pretty quick. So um, I'm hopeful that with a little bit of bandwidth opening up recently in my brain, um, maybe I'll have more desire to do these every week. I don't know. As always, let me know if you need anything. Fourth shift at gmail.com, four shift fitness on all social media. If you got my number, text me. Otherwise, email me. Let me know what's up, how I can help you and what I can do for your department in terms of physical fitness and wellness. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Be a force shifter.